Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart. Hey, did I get your attention? We're doing something special for the next month. We're going to focus on now business. Like how do you generate income today, right now? My name is Jesse Zagorski. You probably know me as one of the regular hosts here, producer of the Agent Power Huddle. I'm also a broker associate with eXp. And what I keep hearing over and over again is agents that truly need to shift their business. The market shifted, they need to shift and they got to close the deals today. And so whether you're a brand new agent this series is for you. Experienced agent, this series is for you. It doesn't matter. Agent on a team, team leader, we're going to give you strategies and techniques to figure out how to scale and grow your business to close deals today. Not in the future, not tomorrow, today. This is what we're focusing on all month, the techniques, the strategies you need. So welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. All right, all right. Good morning. How's everybody doing? Sounds like we're doing great. <laughs> oh. I'm doing great. Oh, Scott, you got you got some chess like going on over there. Okay, are you are you a chess master? I love chess. I let my my son. He's he's going to be five in a couple of months, and and he's he's playing chess already online. Wow. Yeah. So okay. Um. Yeah, we play all the time. Well, I like to play checkers. The game's a little bit quicker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, hey. Um. With no further ado. Um. If you don't know me, my name is Astro J. Bell, and I'm going to let my co-host, partner in business and life and ministry introduce himself. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott Moeller, uh, EXP brokered. I run a team uh, called Anchor Real Estate in uh, the Auburn, Placer County area. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Looks like we've got about... Nine participants so far, and that's all we need is the people that we're looking for the people that are looking for us. Amen. We just need one person. Literally, we just had the the administrator on right now. That'd be good enough. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, today we wanted to talk about strategic planning and networking. And me, myself, um, you know, I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and they say the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So I'm going to go last. Uh, oh. And I want Scott to go ahead and jump in here. And Scott, talk to me a little bit about strategic planning and networking. What does that mean to you? How are you implementing this in your business? And give us some takeaways for our viewers and our audience right now. Yeah, definitely. So this is going to actually tie into what we spoke to last week, which was identity and branding. So once you've discovered your identity and you start branding who you are and that package, you need to come up with a strategic plan on how to throw uh, you know throw yourself out there right and how to generate business and how and how to start branding yourself and networking right we're generating leads but we're also networking with other real estate agents mortgage brokers the entire industry we have to throw our name out there and that's you know the best real estate agents that's what they do right so in order to um have a successful strategic plan you need to to set clear, measurable goals, right? They need to be clear, measurable, and obtainable. So these goals, they could be 30 open houses in in 30 days. They can be, I want to sell 20 homes this year. I want to sell 30 homes this year. You know, maybe I'm selling four homes a year and I want to sell 10 homes a year. So you need to, these goals that you set have to be clear, 
you have to be able to measure them, track them weekly, monthly, annually, and then they have to be attainable, right? You don't want to set some astronomical goal. You want to set them high, um, but achievable. And you can always change your goals, right? So if you hit them early, you can, you can raise them or, you know, you can, you can relax. Um, so it's, it's, it's all up to you. The, the, the second thing, there's going to be five things here. The second thing is going to be to identify, identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Once you've set your goals, you have to figure out how I'm going to achieve them. How, you know, what are my strengths and how can I go attack these goals? What are my weaknesses? Not, not that I identify them and not use them, but I want to know what my weaknesses are. So when I have free time, I'm able to, to develop those into strengths, right? If your weaknesses are, are cold calling and maybe converting leads and open houses, then you need to be able to, to work on those things and develop them into strengths. So the, these are all your weaknesses are all can all turn into strengths. And these are skills that you can develop. It's, it's not, you know, some people are just born with it naturally. Some people have the personality type, but these are all skills that you can work on through discipline and consistency that will turn into strengths. And you've all heard this saying, you know, be uncomfortable, get comfortable being uncomfortable. And that will help you develop your weaknesses into, into strengths. Um, number three is, is now you're developing your comprehensive strategy. So you set your goals, they're clear, they're obtainable, they're measurable. You've identified your strengths, you've identified your weaknesses, and you're going to attack your goals with your strengths. You're going to work on your weaknesses so they become strengths. So you just have another, you know, arrow in the quill and you're going to develop your strategy. Now, when I first got into real estate five years ago, I, I, uh, thank God I got, I, I got a coach and I, I talked her into coaching me for free. And she was just, she was amazing. She saved my real estate career because I was just lost in the shuffle. And she said, I'll coach you for free. If you just come to all my classes, she had like two to three classes a week. And I was there on time with a, with a pen and a pad. And I, and I did everything that she told me. I met a gal there who was selling three, four homes a year for like 15 years. And one day she just woke up and was like, I, I'm tired of selling three to four homes. I want to sell, I want to sell 20 homes. And so she took a, a 30 day challenge. She did a 30 day, uh, 30 open houses in 30 days. And I was like, you mean like Monday through Monday? And she said, yes. Every day she was able to obtain an open house. I mean, there were some days in there that she couldn't, but she was calling every agent in the MLS and trying to obtain a, a, an open house. And she developed a plan. She emailed them, said, Hey, I, I put out 15 signs. I throw out balloons. I, I, I record everybody that's coming into the open houses and I'll, I'll give you all the feedback that I can. And she just had this great open house strategy that she delivered to these listing agents and they loved her. So she, after the 30 days was done, she was like, man, that was pretty good. I was able to get in front of so many different people. I got, you know, I closed a couple deals and she decided that she wanted to do this the rest of the year. 
So she did 197 open houses in a year. She sold 19 homes. So she, you know, she probably almost made $200,000 that year going from three to four houses, just immediately changed her mind and said, I want to sell 20 homes. That's a goal, right? It's clear, it's obtainable, and she can measure it. And she identified her strengths being in front of people, right? She can she can talk your ear off. She's just one of those people who's extremely sociable. And then she, she said, okay, what's my plan? Her plan was 30 open houses in 30 days. And then she extended that. She adjusted the plan and adjusted the, the goals accordingly. So I, when I was listening to her, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this. So I did the same thing and I had the same exact results. I did an open house every single day, Monday through Monday. I did it. I, I would go two times in a day. I would go from, you know, 11 to two or, and then, and then four to six, you know, I would just, I was playing with the different times and the different, uh, different days, football games, church, you know, all that stuff, holidays. I was out there at an open house and it, it took a while for, uh, for people to start calling and for me to sell homes, but I was brand new in the industry. And so my goal was, is to do as many open houses as I could, right? I wanted to do 190 open houses for the year. And I wanted to, um, and I wanted to do them as many times as I could throughout the day. If I could do two in a day, that's what I, that's what I wanted to do. And then I wanted to be able to provide value to the people in the open house, because that's what I kept hearing. It's like, you have to come up with value. And I was like, well, what does that mean? Because all I can say is like, you know, Hey, do you want, do you want to buy a home? Do you want to buy this home? You know? (laughs) And, and so I kept thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. So what I came up is with is that I'm really good at extracting information from people ex- extremely quick. So when I have somebody in the open at the open house, I was able to get their their kids' names, uh, you know, their names, why they're moving, where they're coming from, what school district they wanted to be in. We had really good in-depth conversations quickly. And I would retain all this information, write it on the back of my open house sheet with their name next to it. And then I would go home and I would, and I would look up the school district. I would say something like, Hey, we, I know this home isn't in the school district we want, but I contacted Susie at the admin office at, you know, the Roseville school district. And she said that the wait list is short. And if you get in now, you can live in this area and they'll still accept, you know, little Timmy into the school district. Here's the contact information. Here's the rating. Here's the rating on the schools. And, and then I would send them the comps on the house and then the, you know, the trends data from, from the MLS. So they just got three packages of extremely high value. And my response rate to that was, was almost a hundred percent because people were just one, they were like, well, this guy's listening to me, my needs and what we're doing. And then they started asking me questions. If they had a question on the neighborhood or the town or the next town over, they were like, Hey, like, what do you know about this? Can you get us information? And then, and then of course, like information is abundant. And so that's what I did. I I went to work for them. 
So that's that was my strategy at that time. And that one month, I got probably six phone calls. And they're like, hey, we've been getting your emails, your text messages, your follow-ups. I sold you know, five homes in one month, my, my first year of real estate. And I was just blown away, um, you know, by the amount of money that I made by, uh, the amount of people that reached back out to me, they were looking at my emails and my text messages. And, and I was like, man, this is, this is awesome. And so once I made some money, this, this is going to go into, uh, number four is allocating your resources right? Okay. Now I made some money. I just sold five houses. I made, you know, almost 50 grand in, in one month. What do I do with this money? And so I was like, man, I want to, I want to start a team. I've ran sales organizations my entire life. I've been in leadership. I have a degree in leadership. All I need to do is figure out this real estate thing and I, and I can run a team. I've made a little bit of money. I just uh, sold a bunch of homes in my first year of real estate. I got this. So. I came up, my plan adjusted. I came up with an idea to to purchase leads and to start and to start marketing. So I didn't spend that money on anything fancy. I was living uh, with my wife and my son, my pregnant wife and my son in a thousand square foot home. And you know, it was a two bedroom, one bath, and we loved it in a great town. And I was making money, and I was I was like, yeah, we can we can buy a new car, we can go buy a new house, but it's you know, what I learned was always put the money that you're making, especially when you're trying to build something back into your business. And so that's exactly what I did. And so I was able to add another pillar to my strategic plan. And that pillar was leads coming in, Redfin and Zillow and and ads on Facebook, right? And that just, that just along with the market being super hot, that just quadrupled my business started a team. I had eight to 12 agents for the last three years on my team. And it just catapulted me into this, into this career that, that I love. And, um, number five, the last thing is monitoring and reviewing what's working and what's not working, right? You got to be able to track the Zillow leads, the Redfin leads, the Facebook ads, the open houses, You'd be surprised by how many people are doing open houses, but they're not even collecting people's information. They're not, they don't have a follow-up process. And if they do have a follow-up process, it's not good. And I, I always tell people, if you can't think of anything right away while you're learning and, and discovering how to, to convert open house leads, just ask them, be like, Hey, like I had a, I had a great time with you today. The last 15 minutes can, can I be your real estate agent? Can I help you find that home? It's one question and you look them dead in the eye and, and you just ask them that and then you be quiet. And if you believe in yourself and, and you're going to work hard and you have integrity, you, you can look somebody in the eye and just say, hey, can I, can I help you find your home and be your real estate agent? And you need to be doing that with your, your friends and your family members too, right? But at, that's... The, the least you can do, and it's extremely effective, nine times out of 10, those people are going to tell you yes. And now you have to figure out what can I do next for this person that's going to bring high, massive value to them? What information was I able to extract from these people to give back to them, right? 
And so those are my five things on, on strategic planning. And I know it is a lot, but I'm just going to review real quick, just in case you miss this. Step one is setting clear, measurable, attainable goals. Number two, identify your strengths and your weaknesses. Number three, develop a comprehensive plan, something that's specific and, and clear. And it doesn't have to be like five things. Your brain can only handle one to two things. So just pick one to two things like open houses and maybe pay for some leads or run ads, but spend, pour some money into your business. Just pick one or two things and, and be disciplined and consistent with that strategy. And there's going to be ups and downs, but you just have to be disciplined and consistent. Keep going. Number four is once you make money or you have money, maybe savings, or you're making some money or you borrow some money, whatever the case is, allocate those costs into your business, into your strategy, right? And then number five, monitor and review that process. And um, I want to add one more thing to when, when, when you're developing your strategy, it has to align with your identity. We spoke about identity and branding last week. So when you're developing these goals and you're developing your strategy, make sure that they align with your identity and your brand, because that's just going to catapult your career. It's going to build a solid foundation for who you are in your career. And it's going to, it's going to set you up for the, for the rest of your, your real estate career. Hey, All right, Asher. Scott, I was wondering, I, I, I don't know if you saw, I had to raise my hand there. Oh, I just, you know, <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> no worries. Hey, um, that was, that was awesome information, right? That is a true strategic plan where he had outlined components of that plan that he then wanted to execute on. Now, I want to talk about another component of your plan and Part of my strategic plan is strategic partnerships. And what I mean by that is, who am I going to aggregate, bring together into my circle that is going to hold me accountable to these goals? Because most of the time, we're able to set goals, we're able to complete and compose a business plan. But when it comes to the execution phase, this is where people start to fall off, miss the mark, and not hold themselves accountable. This is where the lack of discipline arises. This is when a coach comes in, a coach that can lead you, a coach that can guide you, a coach that can inform you and say, hey, I've been looking from the sidelines and I've noticed that you have kind of lacked in this area. I know you may not have seen it, but if you work on this specific thing, it's going to enhance this thing. So this is why you want to have a true coach, a coach that is going to be there on the sidelines, calling the plays, watching your performance, adjusting your performance and saying, hey, maybe you need to take a time out. Maybe you need to spend some time with your family this week. And it sounds like you've been a little stressed out, you know, through our conversations. Maybe you need to rest. Maybe you need to spend more time doing some things that fulfill you 
after work because it seems like you're getting a little burnt out. A coach is somebody who is going to hold you accountable where you're not holding yourself accountable. This is why having a coach is critical. They help you enforce the plan that you created. Matter of fact, it's almost like, hey, I'm going to bring this plan to you and you're going to be my accountability partner. This is strategic partnering, which is a part of my and what I think you should implement into your plan it needs to be a critical component of your plan because the people you surround yourself with is going to tell me and everyone else where you're going, right? If you surround yourself with five successful people, I'm pretty sure you're going to be the sixth one. But if you surround yourself with just whoever and let whoever into your circle, well, guess what? Whoever and wherever is going to go wherever. (laughs) So you want to be very, very strategic about who is in your circle. If you think about professional athletes, as a matter of fact, I was watching the football games. I was watching the playoffs last night and you just look at the coaches and there's not just one coach. You have a head coach. You have an offensive coach. You have a defensive coordinator. Right. And then you have the specialty coaches for each individual position on the field. These coaches look into particular things. So you don't just have one coach that's going to say, all right, well, I see this and I see that. They break it down and they make sure that they hit every aspect that is going to allow you to perform at your best. At the end of the day, it's you who has to perform. But when you have a coach or coaches or an assembly of people that are dedicated to holding you accountable to what you said you wanted, There's almost no way that you can fail unless you choose to. Yeah. And that's beautiful. A coach is going to bring a different perspective. It's an outside perspective. They've a coach is somebody who's been there before. And then somebody who sees something that you don't see. You also may have analysis paralysis. You have so many ideas and you have, you have a large vision or, or, or maybe you don't. You just don't know where to go. So a coach is going to is going to choose one to two things that they know works and they're going to hold you accountable. Like Asher said, they're going to send you down that path and hold you accountable and almost force you to execute. At the end of the day, it's going to be your choice whether you succeed or not. And a coach is going to be the main driver for for that journey. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it doesn't matter what level you're at. In real estate, doesn't matter if you're a beginner, you you've, you sell twenty houses a year, you've been doing it for fifteen years, or or maybe you you are a coach. Coaches have coaches. We just need to collaborate. We need to to mentor each other, and we need to bounce ideas. Everybody second guesses themselves, even if they've been there before. And to be able to pick up the phone and Asher and I call each other all the time. We call our mentors, we call each other, and we bounce ideas off each other. And then and then to have that reinforcement and that idea become clear and obtainable, and then have uh, backup behind you, encouraging you and, and support. It's just, it's another level. It's a different mindset and it just skyrockets your real estate career into a whole nother atmosphere. So Here's highly, highly recommend when you don't have that, when you don't have that, it's easy to step back into safety. It's yeah. easy to stay in the comfort zone because you can wake up in the morning and say, man, I had set a goal to, do two open houses today, but uh, I don't know if I really 
feel like it. Oh, people might say I might get rejected. There might be objections. Oh, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. You know how easy it is for you to say, I'm not doing it. And then you don't do it. But when you know that you have a call with your coach at 5 p.m. that evening to go over how your open houses went, you're going to have to think twice about making that decision. This is the value of having a coach or coaches or peers that can help hold you accountable. It's extremely critical. And like Scott said, coaches have coaches. Tony Robbins has a coach. E.T., the hip hop preacher, they have coaches. They have people above them that are coaching them to be at their greatest and, and maximize their potential. Now, we're going to we're going to go ahead and leave that there, because I think we understand that if you have a strategic plan, you should have strategic partnerships. And that means coaches and people that can hold you accountable. I'll lead into my last point, And I'm going to be clear, concise on what I feel is another part of this topic that we have to address is networking. I'm going to give you guys a strategy that I heard in a mastermind because I I put it at high priority to make sure I'm surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me, that have more experience than me, that have done much more than me so I can hear what they do, so I can pick what I can emulate and add it to my business. So I heard this in a mastermind last year. They said that there was a guy who printed out a sticker that said, hey, I'm a real estate expert. Sit down take, or take a seat. Let's chat. And, I, and he said he sits in Starbucks every day from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. or something of, that something of that nature. And he sells 30 homes a year just by sitting in Starbucks. I said, that's absolutely genius. I said, let me try that. So I went online. I printed out a sticker. As a matter of fact, I happen to have the sticker right here. It says, <laughs> real estate expert here. Have questions? Take a seat. Let's chat. I glued this to the back of my laptop. I sit in the same Starbucks. And sometimes I do change the hours. I'm not in there for the same hours at all times because, you know, I do have a family and other obligations, but I'm in there every day. And you know what happens? People walk up and talk to me every single day because I'm inviting them subconsciously. They're looking at my laptop because people are curious you know, that's our nature. So they're looking to read what it says and it never fails. Every time I sit there, if I don't just get a compliment from somebody and say, hey, that's really clever. Hey, I really like that idea. It's just an opportunity for me to engage with this person, hand them my business card and say, you know what? I would appreciate it if you could share this with someone else that might need some help. If you, not you yourself, Keep it handy. You never know when you can use it. This is just a door that's opened by someone else approaching me. I found a way to attract people to me without me saying a word. And I learned this from a mastermind. So I now share this with you. You can go and do the same strategy. You're not in my market. As a matter of fact, you're in your market and you want to be the king or the queen of your market. Go make a sticker like this. You can go on Etsy.com, E-T-S-Y, and, and buy the digital um, PNG or the JP, JPEG file, and you can print this out. And you can glue this to the back of your laptop, and you can go sit in Starbucks. When you don't have anything else to do, you can go sit in Starbucks and do your work from Starbucks. But now you have, and I got a listing like this um, two weeks ago. A lady walks up to me and goes, hey, I might need your help. 
my sister needs to sell her house. I'm going to give her your contact information. And of course, I didn't just let her leave with a business card. I obtained her contact information and said, would you mind if I contacted your sister? She said, you know what? I'll have her contact you. But I still made sure I got her contact information. So what I did is I went and I pulled comps and I emailed it to her. Next thing you know, she said her sister called me and said, hey, um, my sister gave me your information, said she met you at Starbucks. And I said, great. Um, when could I come by and check the house out? She said, well, when are you available? I said, I'll come today. I'll be there in the next two hours. This is called taking affirmative action, massive action. When I had the opportunity, I seized the opportunity. I went to her house and guess what? I closed the listing agreement at 6% and boom, there you go. There's proof in the pudding that this here works. As a matter of fact, last week, another person came by and immediately walked up. And of course, I always dress professionally. This is just my thing. You can dress casually or just have your brand on your hat or your shirt. But for me, people approach me because I'm presentable. And another person walked up to me last week and goes, man, you're dressed very sharply, man. I, you know, I, I respect, I appreciate that. And as we get in the conversation, he goes, well, I'm looking to buy a house. Uh, I actually have about another 12 months, but you know what? I just got to get my work history together. I've already been talking to a lender, but I don't have a real estate agent. And I said, awesome, man. I would love to meet with you. I'm meeting with him today at 10 o'clock. I met this guy on Friday. This is how quickly this can go into effect for you. You can take this information, you can apply it to your business today, and you can go and get someone who might be interested in buying or selling in the next week, in the next day, in the next few hours. This could work for you. This is a part of my plan of strategic networking. It's making sure that I am in a place where I can meet new people every day, whether that's open houses, whether that's Starbucks, whether that's being a part of a community or a congregation. You need to strategically put yourself in positions where you can talk to multiple people, new people, or even the same people on a weekly, monthly, and annual basis. You have to put yourself in those positions because we're real estate agents. If you want to be, or if you want to have people reaching out to you, you have to be in a position where people know what you do and where people know who you are. They know your identity. They recognize your brand. And then when you're in those positions, Sometimes the door opens for you. Sometimes you have to open the door, but at least you're in the position where you're in front of a door. This is a part of my strategic plan is strategic partnerships and strategic networking. Put yourself in positions where opportunities can find you. This is huge. So if you didn't learn anything today on this podcast, go to Etsy.com or go online and print yourself out a sticker just like this. Screenshot this, write this down or log it in your mind that you're gonna go and get a sticker like this, put it on the back of your laptop, find a local coffee shop and go sit in that coffee shop and you're gonna to start to attract business. This is my strategy of the day. I hope we didn't go past our time. It looks like it's 8.32. We do need to wrap this up. Um, Scott, I'm gonna give it to you. Do you have any closing remarks? Um, yeah, you, you know, what Asher's describing is critical. You, If you're a real estate agent or you run your own business, you have to network. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. And if you can be genuine and authentic, it's just going to be that much better for you. You're going you're gonna to be more comfortable in those uncomfortable situations and you're going to attract people that you want to attract. Remember that you're looking for people who are looking for you. That way there's no pressure on you to be somebody you're not or be in a situation that, that you don't want to be a part of. So be authentic to yourself, get out there and start networking, whether it's Starbucks, uh, team events, parties, 
Um, whatever it is, if your brokerage or your team's doing something, get out there and meet people, whether it's another brokerage and another team, it's a must. It's critical. Hey, Scott, we've got a raised hand. Um, looks like Jess has a question. What's up, yeah. Jess? Hey, um, so I know a lot of it is just walking in like with confidence and being yourself, right? But on a last minute fluke, Asher, would you have like a pre-printed like uh, marketing packet or here's like what you get when you list with me? Or did you just show up with comps and because it was such short notice, right? Um, I personally would go with just the comps because, you know, it's such short notice, but I'm also um, kind of what Scott mentioned, looking to implement one or two things more into my business this year. And I've already built out a home buyer's guide and an entire seller packet. And I just want to know how valuable you guys think those are. Okay. Well, <laughs> is that so a you, whole binder? I have a binder. So this says seller's guide. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm just sharing this with you. You know, if, you aren't prepared, you're planning to fail. Okay. So I literally have an entire binder. And you know where I got these ideas from? And I had advisor on this is from my upline leaders, my strategic partners, uh, my coaches, right? They helped me create this document for myself and my team. There's me and my wife there. And we have a complete um, thorough document, which explains what we offer the client. Oh, you bring that with you. Absolutely. It's just one generic, like, just, I didn't even think about that. I was thinking about just pre-printing some, because I've heard Canva is so dope for printing. This, this was made on Canva. This was made on Canva. So I send them the PDF. So she's going to yeah. have, she's going to have it to review before I even get to the appointment. And then I'm going to show up with this nice binder and they're going to say, wow, you are very well put together. So you would have emailed it then is what I'm asking. You I'm going to email it and bring it and bring the physical. Car. Okay. Well, that answers my question. Um, I did not think about that binder. I'm definitely going to get, I have a two cars. So I'm going to get a couple of them made for each car and just keep it all the time. Thanks. And then Asher, you, you take that home with you. Right. Cause you email them a copy. That's your presentation. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. genius. I'm not, I'm not giving them this. I'm going to say, Hey, I emailed you a PDF so you can go back and look over these things. If, if there's anything that um, you wanted to look at again, but mm -hmm. when I show up with my binder, I show up with my comps. I'm showing up like a professional. I'm showing yeah. up like, like you show up to the doctor's office for a consultation um, mm -hmm. and you have an issue. Like, I'm going to let you know that I'm prepared to do the job that I say I'm going to do. And here's how I'm going to mm -hmm. do it. It doesn't matter if it's a friend or a family member. Chances are they're interviewing other agents or they have yeah. another friend or family member that is an agent. And the people, most agents are going to show up, especially if, if it's a referral or a friend or family member, they're going to show up unprepared. You yeah. have to, you have to dress professionally. You have to yeah. bring your presentation. You have to bring comps. You, ha you have to also put together uh, a package to set yourself apart. Like, are you going to provide staging? Do you know, do you know what repairs and, and updates you can do to a home that's going to increase yeah. its value or right now it's not increasing values a whole lot but if you paint and put new carpet down it's it's going to sell the house right because otherwise yeah. the house is going to sit in today's market and you're going to be dropping the price a ton and so yeah. how yeah. do you how do you prep a home uh you know for it to sell and and sell for top dollar so you have to bring all these things in to set yourself apart always it's an audition it's it's a tryout and you don't show up to tryouts without your glove right 
Yeah. Well, I, the way that I used to do it, and it's probably <laughs> old school now thinking of how you and Asher do it, but I would do an actual listing packet through cloud CMA or NAR RPR and just eliminate a lot of the pages depending on who I was talking to, right? Totally. If somebody wants fluff, somebody wants analytics, that it allows me to customize it. Um, but what I'm gathering, and you guys, please correct me if I'm wrong, is whatever listing packet, uh, marketing packet, seller's guide, all of that goes into your binder. And then you just bring electronic comps or do you do hard copy comps? Like how do you do your comps? We we print them out, print them out from the MLS, print them out from whatever platform you like. Um, I like to have something tangible that they can look through. Yeah. We can look at together and say, hey, look at this. This is where... um, you know, my thesis of what we should list your house comes from. And here's mm-hmm. the justification based on what's going on in the neighborhood. Look here. Here yeah. you bring an iPad or a laptop. You have to show comps in the photos in today's yeah. market. You have you have to. You say this sold for this price because for this reason. Look. And you you have to go through these things if you don't take the time to go through it. And it's important. And you 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 have to relay that information to the sellers so they know. It's like, hey, we have to take the time. You can preface this. Hey, we have to take the time to sit down to go over this because it's very important. And most of the time they will because it's more important to them than it is to you, right? Yeah. They yeah. have a goal and they have somewhere to go. And this is this is the one of the largest sales in, in their life. And so hey, they, we're, we're running who, short on time. Is there anybody else who has a question before we disconnect? I see Valerie Turner hopped on. Good morning, Val. If no one asks, can I ask one last question? What system do you use for your comps? What program? I'm, I'm doing them from the MLS because, okay. you know, it, here's the thing. We live in an autonomous society now. So the comps that you're pulling up might not be as accurate, but savvy buyers and savvy sellers are already looking on Zillow, on Redfin, on Trulia at what sold and some comparable. They have some wherewithal of what it is, but it might not be accurate. So your job is you go on. I usually just pull them directly from the MLS. That's about as accurate as we can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are what those are the comps that I will go over with the client. And you just print the direct MLS sheet. You don't drop it into another program. I just okay. print them out um, because basically I just want to see some of the pictures. And then also um, I use KV core. I don't know if you guys are using KV core. If you do the CMA from KV core, do you have, you have KV, your EXP, right? Yeah, I have KV core. Um, I personally like the um, layout of cloud CMA for when it comes to comps and pictures. Yeah. The yeah. first page is beautiful. Yeah, whatever whatever works for you, um, you just got to make sure you have them and show your sellers that you're prepared, you're educated, and you're able to do what you say you're going to do. Are there any other questions before we disconnect? Just reach out to us offline. We can, we can we can discuss. Are you this are you on Instagram, Scott? Yeah, Scott Sean okay, Moeller. Off Sean Moeller. I'll follow yeah. you now. Whoop whoop. Thanks, All Sean. Right. Well, hey, um, we are about 10 minutes past our mark. Um, I want you guys to stay tuned because next week, hold on, let's go into next week's topic, which is going to be action-packed as always. You know, me and Scott are bringing the heat. And next week, one second, we have marketing in the current market. 
You do not want to miss this. Get your team members on. Get other agents that you want to join your organization or you know other peers that you have. Get them on next Monday's Mastermind. We are going to talk about marketing and the current market, how we market, what do you need to do to market, what types of marketing is going to be most impactful for your business. We're going to break this down and break down the science behind marketing, um, the psychological effects of marketing, and how you can apply it to your business so you can grow in ways you haven't grown yet. So do not miss next Monday at 8 a.m. We're going to be back here live on the Agent Power Huddle, and we're going to tell you how to market in this current market, and we're going to help you grow your business. I want to thank you guys all for watching. Scott, any other remarks before we disconnect? No, thank you, guys. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for joining. We'll see you all next week on the Agent Power Huddle podcast. Thank you. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.